amen and amen. When you think about, of course, this is the day after Christmas, and I hope that everybody had a wonderful Christmas holiday yesterday with family and friends. I, uh, but, but in keeping with the spirit of the season, when we think about Christmas, and especially Christmas in the world that we're living in today, I think there is a singular word that can kind of sum all of it up. And that one word, it's a word that helps to define the holiday as our society and culture has come to know it. And that word is the word home. Everybody say home. Home. It was December 17th, 1903, after four different attempts, the Wright brothers finally flew their flying machine for the very first time. After they did that, Wilbur Wright rushed out to the local telegraph office and he sent the following message. He said, we have flown our plane for 12 seconds and we will be home for Christmas. Upon receiving that telegram, their sister Catherine went to the, the local newspaper office and told them the wonderful news. And two days later, the local paper placed the following headline on the front page. And it said, the Wright brothers will be home for Christmas. It turns out, even if you invent flight, it's better that you're home for Christmas. <laughs> right? Even more important, that you're coming home. Yeah? Today, during this holiday season, and, and Pastor Urshan mentioned some of this last week, during this time of season, we sing songs about home. We sing songs like, there's no place like home for the holidays. We sing songs like, I'll be home for Christmas. And if you're a fan of Elder Loggins, you might even sing, celebrate me home. Right? You might sing that. Last year, we were told to stay home. But the Christmas season has become notorious for the, and associated with home. Home is, is the one place, perhaps besides the church, where you have felt safe, right? And you have felt sheltered the last couple of years. Home is supposed to be a place of safety. It's a welcoming place. It's supposed to be a place of love and joy and peace. It's, it's, where, you, it's where you can let your guard down and where you can be yourself, right? I've told you this before, but I, I'm a bit of a, a homebody. I, I like home. Home is a, a refuge for me. It's a good place to be. There truly is no place like home. And yet not everybody can say that. We recognize today that perhaps not everybody in this room today can identify in the same way. When I, when I, when I think of home, I, I get the feeling of nostalgia. But when some people think about home, they get the feeling of nausea, right? Yeah, that's just how it works for some people. Because for some folks, home is not a good place to be. For them, they won't be home for Christmas. Do not celebrate them home. That's just not, that's not it. Home, home. When you read the Bible from cover to cover, it seems as if you could sum up the story of the Bible with the word home. From Genesis to Revelation, it's about creating home, it's about losing home, leaving home, missing home, trying to find your way back home, and then finally going home. The Bible is the story of mankind's sin leading us away from home. And of course, God's desire to bring us back home and our journey to get there. 
You see, sin caused us to lose out on things like love and joy and peace and blessing and security and identity. And, and since then, we've been looking for these things in all the wrong places. And, we, and, and yet our creator, the creator of the world, has devised a plan for you and I to get those things back and for us to be able to return home. The Apostle John wrote it like this in John chapter 1. He said, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word already, it already existed. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. Everything that was created was through him, and nothing was created except through him. The Word gave life to everything that was created, and his life brought light to everyone. The light shines in darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. God sent a man named John to tell us about the light so that everyone might believe. John himself was not that light. He was simply a witness to tell about the light. The one who is the true light, who gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. And so God came into the world he created, but the world did not recognize him. He came to his own people, but even they rejected him. But to all who would believe, to all who believed him and accepted him, he gave the right to become the children of God. Mm. They are reborn, not with a physical birth, but a birth that comes from God. So the word became human and made his home among us. Can you say amen? And so the plan was born. Literally born. And it was, it was this. He left his home to come to our home to get us ready for a new home so that we can go home. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. The prophet Isaiah said, it will be Emmanuel, God with, oh, you got to know that God is with you. You got to know that God is walking with you. Wherever you go, whatever you do, no matter where life deviates, no matter where life takes you, you've got to know it's Emmanuel, God with me. And God, the God of heaven, steps down from his glory, robes himself in flesh, is born of a virgin, delivered to a stable, laid in a manger, and he made his home among you and I, all to make it possible for you and I to be able to find our way home. Home. Here's what I know about home. Home can be a messy place, right? Home can be a messy place. Home is not always perfect. It's not always the ideal thing because we, with all of us, there's the home that we have and then there's the home that we long for, right? There's the home that we live with and the home that we tolerate, and then there's the home that we want. There's our dream, our ideal home, right? Home can be a flawed concept for a lot of us because we are flawed people. And the thing that's so incredible to me about the Christmas story is that it gives you and I hope today. It reminds us that good things can come from a flawed home. Yeah. It lets me know that great miracles can come from messy situations. In fact, Jesus came from a messy home. 
Yeah, in fact, Jesus had problems at home before he ever got onto the scene. Matthew 1 tells us this. This is how Jesus, the Messiah, was born. His mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph, but before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, her fiancé, while he was a good man, he didn't want to disgrace her publicly, so he decided to break the engagement off quietly. You see there? Jesus isn't even here yet, and it's already a mess. Jesus isn't even here yet, and there's already problems at home. Mary and Joseph aren't married. She's come up pregnant. Joseph, you are not the father, right? He, he's a good man, but he's afraid of the public humiliation. He's afraid of the backlash. He, he, he's he's, he's got to go out of town. There's a census on. He's got to go back to where he's from, but he cannot leave Mary at home. Because if he leaves Mary at home, home might drag her out into the street and stone her to death. He can't leave her there, so he's got to take her with him because home is not a safe place for her. When Jesus finally is born, he's born homeless. Didn't have a home. He was born with no place to lay his head. He had to sleep in a manger filled with hay because he didn't have a place to call home. It was John who said, so God came into the very world he created, but the world didn't recognize him. He came to his own people, but even they rejected him. It was the world that he had created, but they didn't recognize who he was. His very own people rejected him right off the bat. Did, did, did you know that it was five years before Jesus and his family could finally return to the place where they had traveled from, their home? Five years because Herod was trying to kill the newborn king. They had left home, quote unquote, to go to Bethlehem. They had a baby while they were there. Nobody noticed. And then they had to bounce around Egypt and various places for five years before they could finally return back to their home. And so Jesus grew up. He would continue to be despised and rejected, acquainted with grief. And later as an adult, when he did try to go home to Nazareth, they still wouldn't receive him. He, he didn't want to have, they didn't want to have anything to do with him. Home didn't want to have anything to do with him. He, he couldn't function there. He couldn't minister there because home was a complicated place. Wasn't his fault. Wasn't anything he had done or not done. No, it was, it was circumstances and situations that had been created by other people that created all the detours. And yet, it was all part of God's divine plan. Mm. Today, I know that some of us have been on what seems like an extended detour. I understand. And maybe it wasn't your fault and maybe you didn't ask for it. But I gotta, I, I've come to tell you today, what if, just what if it was all part of God's divine plan for your life? What if God wants to do great miracles in your life? What if God wants to use you for his purpose and his glory? And in order to bring that about, it meant things had to get a little messy. Would you still be okay with that? I want you to hear me today. Everyone has trouble at home. Look at your neighbor and say, everyone has trouble at home. Everybody has trouble at home. Here's the key. It's learning how to respond to that and how to deal with that properly that is the key. 
That's why you've got to focus on the message and not the mess. Yeah. The shepherds are standing in a field when they got the message from the angels of Christ's birth. Now, if you know anything about a field, you know a field can be a messy place. It wasn't just dirt that they were standing in, if you can fill in the blanks for me this morning. They're out there in this field. It's, it's, it's messy. It, it, tending your flocks by night, that's a dirty job. That, and, and yet when the good news came from heaven, they quit focusing on the mess they were standing in and they started focusing on the message that was coming from above. Mm. Let me tell you today, some of us are celebrating Christmas, M-A-S, and some of us are dreading Christmas, M-E-S-S. Yeah, I know it. And this year, rather than dwelling on all the messy stuff around me, rather than instead of focusing on all the bad news that's around me, why we, we should probably lift our eyes toward heaven today and we should probably focus on what heaven's talking about, what heaven is saying. Glory to God in the highest. There is good news if we look in the right places. There is good news if we lift up our eyes under the hills from whence our help cometh from because our help comes from the Lord. Hmm. We probably ought to say, God, what message are you trying to give me? What does God want to accomplish in my life? Hone in on that because great miracles come from messy places. Mm. Your Bible is full of people who had to overcome home. You don't believe me, just read it. Abraham had to overcome home. Yeah, family's a bunch of idol worshiping heathens, you know. He's got to leave his home. He, he had to get over home. Joseph, uh, it doesn't get much worse home for Joseph. He's got brothers that want to kill him. He's got brothers that want him dead. Home's not a good place, Joseph. What about Moses? Moses, things are, Moses is in Egypt. There's, there's all kind of things going on. He's a Hebrew, right? He's not even raised with his own people. He's an outcast. Things are bad at home for Moses. You've got Gideon you've got, who, who's rifled with fear. You've got Samson who, who's just got all kind of issues. You've got Tamar, right? Things are bad at home for Tamar. She don't want to be there. Rahab, things are not, not good at home. David, things aren't good at home. He's got massive problems, David does, on the home front. Bathsheba, she she didn't ask for any of it, and yet she's got problems at home. And yet all those people that I just named to you today are listed in Matthew chapter 1 in the genealogy of Jesus Christ. Mm. You heard me. All those people with all their issues, with all of the messed up things going on at home, they make up the millennial of the Messiah, Emmanuel. God with us. Wow. It lets me know today that perfection is not a requirement for purpose. I said perfection is not a requirement for purpose. Luke's gospel, Jesus gives us another story about a son who left his home. For this young man, home wasn't necessarily a bad place to be. In fact, this son didn't even have to leave home. He chose to leave home. Things were going pretty good at home for this young man. 
He, 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 but he got discontented and he got restless and he wanted to go out into the world and he wanted to live a little bit and he wanted to do his own thing and experience some things on his own. And so against his father's advice, he took an early payout on the inheritance and he left home. Things started out okay. He had some good times. It was even fun for a while, but then the world began to change around him. He had spent most all of his money, and about the time that he got low, a famine hit. Famine hit, the economy went bad, and he began to starve and be hungry. He had a hard time finding work, and so he went to work for a farmer. He lived in the barn with the animals. He slept where the animals slept, and he ate what the animals ate. This was not certainly the life that he had visioned for himself. And Jesus said that while this young man was filling his belly with the same stuff that the hogs ate, that he had a moment of clarity. Yeah. Bible says he came to himself. Or another translation says he came to his senses. And he realized, you know what? Things have not turned out the way I thought they would. This is not the life that I wanted to live. I, I can do better than this. And the scripture says, he said to himself, he said, at home, even the hired servants have food enough and to spare. And yet here I am, dying of hunger, starving to death. What am I doing here? Mm. And the Bible said that he picked himself up. He dusted himself off. And he said, I will go home to my father's house. He decided that it was time to go home. He, he had to lay down his pride. He had to get over his past. And he had to make a decision to make the journey home. Can I just say to somebody today that finding your way home starts with getting past your past. Finding your way home begins with getting past the past. You've got to be willing to forget about your past mistakes. You've got to be willing to forget about the bad choices that you made. You've got to be willing to make different choices for a different future. Because you can get to where you want to go if you can just get over where you've been. God's got a plan for your life. He's got a designed future for you and for your family. God wants good things for you. God is for you. He is not against you. He loves with an unfailing love, with a kind of love that only a father can have. He's got blessing in store for me, but I've got to be willing to make my way home to find it. And what the wayward son learned was that no matter where I've been, and no matter what I've done, I can always go home. Mm. No matter what the circumstances, no matter what the situation, no matter what kind of trouble I've gotten myself into, home will still have me. Home will still embrace me. Home will still love me. Home still cares about me. Because I got to tell you, home isn't about where you're from. No, home is about where you belong. Yeah. I said home isn't about where you're from. Home's about where you belong. So the son made his way home. He didn't know it then, but the father was watching. The father was waiting, waiting for his return. 
And when the father saw him a ways off, when the father saw him coming, the scripture says the father didn't even wait till his son made it onto the property. No, he ran out and he met him halfway there. Oh, can I tell you today that your heavenly father is willing to meet you halfway. Your heavenly father is willing to run to you. Your heavenly father is, where, is ready to meet you where you are. If you'll take that first step, if you'll head in that direction, he will meet you there. Because he so desires for you and I to be in his house. Oh, there's no better place than the Father's house. Oh, there's no better place than the Father's house. Why, 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 why are y'all having service on the day after Christmas? I thought that was family time. There's no better place than the Father's house. Oh. Mm. No better place. So he wants us at home. He wants us in his house that all you have to do is start walking his way and he'll meet you there. And the father, when he did, Bible says the father didn't come empty handed. No, the father didn't come empty handed. He had some things prepared for that son when he came home. He had the best robe prepared for the son when he came home. He had a ring for his finger. He had shoes to put on his feet. He said, kill the fatted calf because we're going to celebrate. We're going to throw a party because the son that I thought was lost is now found. The son that I thought was dead, he lives. The son that I love has returned to the father's house. He's come home. Oh, I want you to hear me today. It is only through Jesus Christ that we find our way home. Mm. The road home still passes by the manger in Bethlehem. Yeah, the road home still makes a stop at Golgotha's Hill, at the cross. Jesus told us there is no other way to get home to the Father except through me. And when I repent of my sin, I lay my past at his feet. When I take on my father's name in the waters of baptism, then he makes me a part of the family and my identity becomes that of a child of God and I belong in the house of the Lord. I'm home. Mm. Yeah, they didn't recognize him when he came. He, he, he wasn't celebrated. Jesus wasn't. They, they, he, he, they didn't throw a party for him. There was, no, there was no hoopla. There was no exchange of gifts by everybody else. There, there, there was no turkey. There was no ham. There, there, no, they didn't have any of the casseroles and the pecan pies. and the, No, they didn't have any of that. But they, they, didn't even, they didn't even notice that he came. In fact, the Bible says not only was he not celebrated, he was despised. He was rejected. Rejected by his own family, by his own home. But, John said in verse 12, but to all those who believe. But to all those who believe him and accept him, the Bible says he gave them the right to become the children of God. 
can I tell you today that it still works the same? If you'll embrace him, if you'll accept him, if you'll have a little faith and reach out and get a hold of him, he'll wrap his arms around you and me and he will make us his own children. And he said, my children are reborn. Not with a physical birth, no, no, but a birth that comes from God. Oh, that birth that comes from God, that one that comes from above, that's a, that's a new birth. That's a new birth. It's a second birth. When I lay my past at the feet of Jesus, when my sins are remitted, he makes me a part of the family. My identity becomes that of a child of God, and I belong in the house of the Lord. I'm home. But not only am I home, but when I get there, the Father's going to have some gifts for me. Mm. He's going to have some gifts for me. Oh, and there's one gift that is the greatest gift. It's the gift that keeps on giving all year long. And I'm not talking about the Jelly of the Month Club. I'm talking about it's the gift, the gift that keeps on giving Oh, I'm talking about the gift of the Holy Ghost. Because you don't just open up the Holy Ghost once and it's over. No. But my Bible says his mercies are new every morning. There's a new gift to unwrap Every single day. There's love. There's joy. There's peace. There's long-suffering. There's gentleness, meekness, faith. Uh, oh, temperance. He's got gifts. Uh, he's got gifts. He's got things that I, I can access every day. It's the gift of the Holy Ghost. Mm. John 14 and 23, Jesus said, All who love me will do what I say. My father will love them and we will come and he will come and make his home with each of us. See, when we come home, he comes home in me. I said, when I come home to him, he comes home in me. <laughs> He said, oh, I, I'm with you now, but there's coming a time where I'm going to be in you. He's above all. He's through all. But if I can come home and I can make my way back home to him, then he will be in us all. His spirit within me. Savior has promised to come home. He said, I've come to live inside of you. And when I obey the word of God, when he fills me with his spirit, when he fills me with that love and joy and peace in the Holy Ghost, then the former things will have passed away. And behold, he said, I will make all things new. And so the word became human. I'm closing. The word became human and made his home among us. Emmanuel, God among us. Emmanuel, God with us. Oh, I got to tell you today, wherever you are, whatever you're going through this morning, Jesus is still Emmanuel. Yeah. 
He's still Emmanuel. He's still with you. He's standing by your side. He's never left you. He's never forsaken you. Lo, he will be with you always, even until the ends of the earth. Would you stand with me today? And so the old song says, my heavenly home is bright and fair. And I feel like traveling on. Mm. Where, where, where are you traveling to, Brother Sizemore? I'm traveling home. Yeah. I'm traveling home. I, 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 my, my home. I, I'm headed toward home. See, my father has prepared a place for me that where he is, there I can be also. Oh. We started this Christmas season out talking about our destination. And today... I want you to know that if you've not started making your way home, I can't think of a better time than now. I can't think of a better season than this Christmas season to find your way home. Your Christmas headline could read a lot of ways. It could read that you got what you wanted for Christmas. It could read that you accomplished a lot of great things this year. It could read that sales had never been better. It, it could read that we finally did this and we finally did that and we saw this and we went there and we did that. It could read a lot of things, but I can't think of any better thing that your life's headline could read this holiday season than for your headline to read that you came home for Christmas. And here's the kicker. If you've already come home, then the question for you today is, who are you bringing home with you? If you've already come home, who are you bringing home with you? Yeah. Coming home for Christmas doesn't have to be in your dreams today. It can be a reality for you. I don't care where you've been. I don't care what, what 2021 has brought you, what you've been through this year. There's a Savior who's calling you home. And today could be your day. Today could be the day where you lay down the past, where you embrace a future, where you meet the Father where He is, waiting on you. You unwrap the gifts that He has for you, and you start a brand new year and a brand new life. By coming home. Would you lift your hands with me right now? Come on, why don't you thank God for home? Come on, thank God for home. Not just your physical home, but God, thank you that you have prepared a place for me. Thank you, God, that your arms are standing open wide. And God, that I can run to you. God, that I can go home. God, my physical home may not be a good place. Uh, my physical home may not be where I want to be. But God, you've created a better place. Uh, God, you have wrapped your, you, you've opened your arms to me. God, you're calling us home today. And God, we want to be home with you. God, we want a new start. We want a fresh start. Uh, God, we want to come home to the Father's house. There's food in the Father's house. Uh, there's love in the Father's house. There's peace in the Father's house. And he's calling us home today. We're getting ready to sing a song. 
And as we sing, I wonder who might be willing to step out of their seat today and come down to this altar and say, Brother Sizemore, I'm coming home for Christmas. I'm coming home for brand new year of 2022. I, I'm going to make my resolution today. I'm going to set my feet in the direction of home today. I know there's a lot of things going on around me, but home is where I want to be. I, I need that love. I need that joy. I need that peace. It's for you today if you'll come home. Come on, as we sing, who will come, who will step forward and say, I'm coming home and I'm bringing somebody with me today. Oh, yes. Come on, the Father's arms are open wide. Come on, you can get over your past. You can lay it down today. Why don't you let God do a work in your heart? Oh, the Father loves you today. Come on, we can all use a trip home today. 